Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. We're continuing our conversation, uh, Utah not being just a crossroads to the West, but really a crossroads to the world this week, and that is happening down on the campus of Utah Valley University, an extraordinary conference, Why It Matters. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, it's a combination of Utah Valley University and the United Nations Department of Global Communications, and they've been hosting this extraordinary event um, that covers and has really been digging into the 17 United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, which, as we've talked about, covers everything from poverty and hunger and health to sanitation, uh, clean energy, sustainable cities, uh, justice, uh, on and on, uh, and really having crucial conversations around all of this. And we're really thrilled to have joining us on the program today, Robert Skinner uh, from the United Nations Department of Global Communications. And uh, Robert, you've been uh, part of this. This is, uh, I know, part of what the UN is trying to do to get out and about. And uh, you came way out. You came all the way out to Utah uh, for really an international gathering on these critical conversations. Uh, yes. Uh, thank you, Boyd. Thanks for having me on the, on the show. Um, it's great to be here. I mean, it's great to be in Utah. And you, know, you ran through the, the main issues that are part of the sustainable development goals very well there. So I don't think I'll need to, to get into that. But um, yeah, yeah, and you're exactly right. I mean, one of the things that we're trying to do at the United Nations is, is do a lot of outreach and you know, talk about what we do to have you know, folks across the U.S., particularly have a, have a better understanding of what the U.N. does. And having the opportunity to partner with Utah Valley University, um, be out here in Utah, you know, talk about the Sustainable Development Goals or SDGs, you know, and have this global community come together here on the UVU campus has been really incredible. You know, the young people that are here, the you know, the scholars and academics that have come in from around the world. Um, as you said, it's just an incredible gathering, and you know, we're just really excited to be a part of it. Uh, well, you uh, you moderated a panel yesterday that really caught my attention. Uh, the panel is called "21st Century Refugees." Uh, tell us a little bit about the group and uh, what you moderated, what you learned from these young refugees. No, they they really were an incredible group of young people. Um, you know, we had. I, I, I want to make sure I try and get all the all the countries that they're from in the list, but we had you know Afghanistan, Ukraine, Democratic Republic of Congo, Somalia. You know, all represented as part of the conversation. And to hear their stories, to hear the challenges that will come, to hear how excited they all are you know, to be part of the U.S. now and have had this opportunity to, to come here and, and, and be in Utah and just see the opportunities that, that, you know, that, that presents to them coming from these incredibly difficult circumstances. You know, it was just really inspiring. And I just 
was, was so impressed um, by what they all had to say and, and their willingness to talk about that in, in a public forum like we have here and, and really open up and let the community know the challenges they faced, how they've overcome them, and you know what they're doing now and what are their goals and aspirations. Um, yeah, I, I just was... Uh, really inspired, as I said, and you know the truth is I, I moderated the conversation, but you know they made my job really easy because they were such an amazing group of young people. Uh, I love that. Uh, I love that. And I know one of the things that uh, you have been focused on uh, is uh, obviously the, the, there's the academic component to this, but also civil society plays a crucial role. The private sector plays an important role as well. Uh, how have you been facilitating that coming together? Because I think when that happens, when we bring all of those groups together, that's where we really get great innovation. That's where we get really great solutions. I couldn't agree more. And, and that's, you know, a big part of my role with the United Nations and, the, you know, the team that I have here with me you know, is bringing, you know, of course, you know, the governments are a big part of the United Nations work. We are you know, sort of directed by the member states that make up the United Nations. But we really know that if we're going to achieve the sustainable development goals, we need actors from all sectors to come together to achieve this, you know, working in collaboration and partnership, cooperation. Um, we need the private sector. You know, we need civil society. We certainly need academia. Um, and we also need the, you know, faith-based communities as well. Um, and so what I've been really impressed with is how UVU has been able to bring together all of those communities, including state and local government, um, which, you know, while the SDGs were adopted by the, the national governments, the 193 members uh, of the United Nations, we know that a lot of the, the, the focus in the, in, towards achieving the SDGs is going to have to come from community level, from local level, because that's really where the, where the, you know, the rubber hits the road, so to speak, um, and, and getting the change there and driving, uh, you know, the, the communities that can make the change is really an important part of what we're doing. And so we need all of these different sectors to come together and have an understanding, learn from each other, share best practices. And that's really what we're saying here at the, at the Wyatt Matters Conference here at UVU this week. Uh, it's, it's such an important part of it. And I know you've uh, been involved and hosted uh, Bishop Budge uh, from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints on some important world food uh, issues there as well. And you, you talk about all of those partnerships. Everyone has a role. Government has a role. Uh, civil society has a role. Faith-based community has a role. What have you learned uh, in some of those interactions and some of the things that are even happening here in the state of Utah? Uh, yeah, just that there is a real eagerness and, and hunger to, to drive positive change, to take on all those issues that, that you listed at the outset of our, our conversation, Boyd. You know, just that you know, there, people are recognizing that we can um, make progress on the SDGs and all the issues that underlie them, um, but we really need to work together to do that. And the desire to work together and work across communities um, is, is real. And that's really encouraging, you know, for us at the United Nations, just to see the, the energy that's coming from the different sectors, because the, the solutions, um, you know, don't always come from government. Of course, they, they come from, you know, the different sectors that are providing, you know, thought in, in working on these, working on these issues. So um, it's it just the energy and the willingness and the eagerness. And particularly, I've been impressed by, again, the, the young people that are here. And the young people are, are kind of demanding change. They want to, they want to see movement because it's, it's their world. They're inheriting it. And, and we need to hear their voices and, and listen to what they're thinking about and the solutions that they have. Yeah, I think that's so important, and, and I love the fact that they're leaning into a lot of these conversations. Uh, I think often uh, the younger generation gets uh, sort of a bad rap in terms of you know not caring, not being engaged, uh, and there are so many ways that I think they're actually more communitarian than than their parents or the their peers that are a little older, uh, but they're also having more serious conversations like what's happening down at UVU this week. 
No, absolutely. And and that that's what I'm, you know, seeing here. And what, you know, I've, I've talked about a couple of times in, in various forms here at UVU is there's the interesting sessions that are taking place on the stages, which are really incredible conversations, you know, among the academics and civil society folks, private sector folks, local government folks that are here. But then what happens in the corridors and watching, you know, what happens after those panels and seeing people come together and, and sharing their ideas and exchanging cards and, and really connecting. And that's what very important about this conference, I think, and, and you know why it matters to to quote the name of the conference <laughs> is connections. Connections are being made that are going to last, I think, and that's what's important. We can talk about these things, but when people to people connections are made, that can really drive change. And we have so much that we can learn from all the folks here, and particularly the young people. Yeah, we call that the bumpability factor. <laughs> that, that yeah. Just just that bumping into folks in the hallway and uh, those uh, sideline conversations are often the beginning of uh, extraordinary results and and big change. Uh, so it, it's such an important yeah. part of that. Any uh, final thoughts, Robert? Anything uh, maybe a little under the radar that you have noticed or has surprised you or that you're looking forward to uh, after the conference is over? No, we just look forward to continuing our relationship with Utah Valley and with uh, with Utah. Um, and, you know, this is the second time we've held a significant event out here. In 2019, we held a civil society conference in Salt Lake City. Um, and that, in, in the end, you know, drove us to look at this academic conference and, and civil society conference with um, UVU. Um, so it's just been um, you know, a real pleasure to be able to be out here on these two occasions. And um, we look forward to that continuing because we can see that there's real uh, important conversations taking place here, and, and we're just just uh, proud to be a part of it and happy to be a part of it from the United Nations. Uh, fantastic. And that's uh, Robert Skinner from the United Nations Department of Global Communications. It's the Why It Matters Conference uh, in conjunction with Utah Valley University, uh, talking about these sustainable development goals. Uh, and how do you connect all of those dots? I think this is one of the crucial conversations. Uh, I applaud both Utah Valley University and the United Nations uh, for convening this kind of firepower, thought leadership, and young people uh, into the conversation. Robert, thanks again for joining us. Safe travels, and uh, we hope to have you back here in the state soon. Yeah, thank you, Boyd. It's been a pleasure. Debate season is upon us in the state of Utah. We'll break it down coming up next after Bottom of the Hour News. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.